Welcome to episode 17. Before I get into this week's podcast, I want to thank you for all of the emails, texts, and Instagram messages that you sent me after my Thanksgiving podcast last week, where I discussed how to combat holiday loneliness. Thank you to all the people who reached out to me to tell me that they were on my team. That means so much to me. Thanks for everyone who tuned into my Insta stories. You all seem to resonate with me calling 2020 a huge bag of dicks. So much so that you sent me images of coffee mugs and tea towels and t-shirts with bag of dicks emblazoned on them. Thank you for understanding my humor and being on the same level as me and expressing it. And thank you for Chris for your generous donation to the This Shit Works weekly bar tab. I appreciate you supporting the show. It will be well spent. Now, without further ado, on to this week's episode. Welcome to This Shit Works, your weekly no-nonsense guide to networking your way to more friends, more adventures, and way more success with your host, Julie Brown. Here we go. Remember that cute-as-shit kid from Jerry Maguire saying, Do you know the human head weighs eight pounds? Well, the human brain makes up three of those eight pounds. In the next few episodes, we're going to delve into the human brain and how this boss of the body runs the show, controlling just about everything we do, how we think, talk, feel, see, hear, remember things, and yes how we create and maintain relationships. There are a number of neurotransmitters involved in brain-body connection, including glutamate, GABA, dopamine, adrenaline, serotonin, and oxytocin. Today, we're going to focus on dopamine because going forward, dopamine is going to be your best networking friend. Let's first discover what dopamine is, what it's going to do for you, and how you can use it to be a networking and relationship building superstar. As I mentioned, dopamine is one of the most important mind-body neurotransmitters. It's actually known as the feel-good transmitter, varying information between our neurons. It's a big part of our unique human ability to think and plan, and it helps us strive, focus, and find things interesting. Dopamine makes you curious about ideas and fuels your searching for information. It also creates reward-seeking loops in the sense that we as humans repeat pleasurable behavior. When it comes to networking, dopamine is your best wingman or wingwoman. How might you ask? Well, because you have the power to create dopamine spikes in the brains of the people you meet just by asking the right questions. This means that you have the ability to trigger the pleasure center within other people's brains. You can turn every interaction and conversation you have with others into a feel-good transmitter event. A conversation with you will almost be as good as tantric sex with Sting. Maybe. It's as simple as creating conversations based on asking dopamine-inducing questions, questions that people actually get excited to answer and that elicit a dopamine response in the other person's brain. Let me start by mentioning the two lowest dopamine-producing questions, which are, how are you and what do you do? 
Now think about it. Those are the two questions you always ask at networking events, isn't it? They're the ones you've been told you were supposed to ask. And those shitty questions are literally shutting down the dopamine in the other person's brain as you ask them. Which is why people hate networking. Because it's boring. And trying to create interesting conversations is like trying to pull teeth. And not like little itty bit of baby teeth either. More like impacted wisdom teeth. Let me just say that what I am about to tell you is not just going to allow you to have more interesting conversations with the people you meet at networking events. You can use this technique with anyone going on a first date and want to have a great conversation. Use this technique. Having dinner with the in-laws and never have anything to talk about with your Judge Judy mother-in-law except when are you going to make me a grandmother? Use this technique. Reconnecting with old friends that you haven't seen in a while? Use this technique. Break the ice before a big company meeting? Use this technique. Are you ready for it? All you have to do is make a list of interesting dopamine-inducing questions based off the list you created about yourself in the list yourself approach in episode three. If you haven't listened to episode three, go on back there and listen to it and then come back to this episode. Here are some of my absolute favorite dopamine-inducing human-centric conversations. Tell me about your favorite vacation. People absolutely love talking about the places that they have visited, what they saw, crazy stories about language barriers or getting lost or foods that they had, amazing sights that they took in. When you ask this question, you transport the other person to another place and time and they take you with them. You learn so much about people when they tell you of their travels and their favorite places. And this is a two-way street. You get the dopamine benefits of this conversation when you learn about new places, get ideas for new trips, share similar travel experiences. This is why this is one of my favorite questions to ask. Similar to this question, you could also ask what travel destinations are on their travel bucket list. Perhaps you have been to a place that they want to go and you can become an armchair travel guide for them until they can get there themselves. Another question I like to ask, especially during virtual events, which we're doing a lot of lately, is what is the best show you have binged during COVID? Everyone in the breakout room wants to answer this one. It's so fun. I made a list of what I binged and it's rather lengthy. Want to hear it? Okay, I started with season three of Narcos because I'd already caught up with all the other seasons. And then I moved on to The Mandalorian. I have never wanted my own baby, but for some reason, I wanted a baby Yoda after watching that. Then I moved on to Space Force. Boots on the moon! And then The Americans, which took forever to get through, but was totally worth it. And I just finished Outlander, which you have to be careful watching because you literally want to drink scotch every night while you're watching it. Scotch, scotch, scotch. We even ordered fancy Waterford scotch glasses after we binged that show. Um, What else? Uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor, which I had to watch alone because Chris won't watch anything scary. And I just started the show Counterpart with J.K. Simmons, who I will forever refer to as the State Farm Guy. Bum, 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 bum. Seems like a lot. You know, and it is. I watched a lot of shows, but the one silver lining of COVID for me is that I'm actually home at night when otherwise I would have been out at networking events two to three times a week. So I have a lot more time to watch shows than I ever have before. 
Another question could be, do you have a hobby or are you really into something outside of work? Most people have something they're involved in the weekends, skiing, hiking, frisbee golf, wine, craft beer, whatever. There's so many things. Ask if they have read any good books lately or listened to any podcasts. Simply say, I'm looking forward to being able to take a vacation again. And my first one will be a beach vacation. Have you read any great books lately? I'm making a list of beach reads to download on my Kindle. Or I've gotten really into podcasts lately. Do you listen to podcasts? What are your favorite ones? These types of questions, although they may seem superficial at first, are anything but. You are an archaeologist digging deeper and deeper into the other person, what they like, how they spend their free time, what makes them happy. And these types of questions, they are the kinds of questions that build a feeling within the other person, a feeling that makes them want to keep talking with you. They want to get to know you better. At that moment, you are the reason for that feel-good transmitter in their brain. They associate you with that feeling, with being a fun and interesting person to talk to. This leads to the number one most important thing when meeting someone new, having a way to easily follow up with that person. Collect all the nuggets of information that you learn about the other person and let that be your reason for follow-up, to continue the conversation and to build that relationship. There is so much more happening in our minds and bodies when we meet someone new, when we are building friendships, when we are fostering relationships, when we are falling in love, when we are falling out of love. It's amazing. Listen, I just mentioned that I finished watching Outlander. For those who haven't seen it, it's based on a series of novels about a World War II nurse who in 1945 gets transported back in time to the Scottish Highlands circa, uh, I think, 1743. Even though I'm approximately half Scottish, I've never been to Scotland. I'm Scottish on my father's side. And because I didn't have a relationship with him, I never embraced that side of me. My whole life, I leaned into my Irish heritage. My name is Julie. It has been passed down through the women on the Irish side of my family. My grandfather's mother, Julia, came over on the boat from County Cork when she was a young child. My grandfather named his first daughter, Julia, after her. And I was named Julie after my aunt. Because of this show, I'm so curious to learn about the Scottish side of my family, having only learned about the Irish side up until now. I've reached out to my father's siblings to see if they can help me uncover their lineage, and after all this COVID shit is behind us, I'm going to plan a trip to Scotland. Between now and then, um, whenever that trip happens, I'm going to need to get much better at drinking scotch. Because right now, I have to tell you, I'm terrible at it. It smells like peat, it burns on the way down, and it makes your belly all warm like you're wearing a sweater on the inside. But because I love you, I am going to try a single malt scotch. Straight? Or is it neat? I don't know. What, what it, when you just pour it in a glass without ice, what is that? Straight or neat? Is it the same thing? Whatever. I've got me here a Highland Park 12-year Viking Honor single malt scotch. All right, so uh, the tasting notes on the back, which I must mention, are written in about four-point font. I don't know who's reading this. says, natural color, heather honey. What the fuck does that mean, heather honey? Sweetness is that of a rich fruitcake. Who who even eats fruitcake? Seriously, is this a Scottish? Who even eats fruitcake? All right. Aromatics. Great. Smoky peat. Okay, here we go. This is me opening it. 
That was not a sound effect. That was really me opening it. And then this is me pour. Oh, God. Okay, here we go. Okay, I'm just going to pour a little bit. Okay, ready? Yep, smoky. It looks like honey. I don't know what Heather honey is, but it looks like honey. All right, here we go. Oh. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. I I see the, I'm getting the fruitcake. I'm getting the rich fruitcake. I'm not lying. It's not bad. And that's just straight out of the bottle without any ice or fixins or anything. All right. Maybe it's not going to be hard for me to figure out how to become the scratch drinker. I don't know anything about scotch. I don't even know if this is a good one. Um, anyways, why don't you let me know your favorite scotches so maybe I can try those. Um, I don't even know if I started with a good one. Listen, thanks so much for listening in and reaching out to me and everything that you do. I really appreciate you. As always, if you like this show, please do review it and share it with your friends so that other people can learn about it too. And if you're interested in donating to the ever-growing bar tab, I hear scotch is not cheap. Um, There is a link in the show notes to donate to the bar tab. Thanks so much. Cheers, guys. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a tip. And remember, you can unapologetically be who you authentically are and still be wildly successful. That's a fact. See you next week on This Shit Works.